0: to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be Financially Tuned.
1: All right. Hey, thanks, Tony. Thanks for the the words, and every week you're using your beautiful voice to to bring us into Financially Tuned Radio, man. I I always appreciate that. (laughs) No problem. You're always kind to the show in that respect. But hey, everybody, Mike Mansfield here with the Lynn Group. We've got a good topic this week. We're going to be talking about financial education and the impact that that's having on our young folk, on our old folk, and every folk in between. <laughs> it's a pretty big topic, and it's important. So that's well, why we're yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah. So how you been, well, Tony?
0: Well, I've been good. I mean, uh, the, the topic today is interesting. Financial education. I think you mean the lack of financial education that our youth are getting is what we're Absolutely. going to talk about. Because Absolutely. My, my fear is they're getting none. And mm-hmm. I, I can speak to that. I have three uh, teenagers who have gone up through the, the school system. Uh, so we'll get into that. But, and I have a lot of questions for you as a financial planner, of course. But yeah, great to be here. It's a great day. As always, a beautiful Ventura coming live uh, via satellite. Okay, none of that's true. We're not live via satellite, but uh, it sounds fun to say, makes the show sound big. Uh, But Michael, I know that my life is nothing compared to yours. You're always so busy. What have you been up to?
1: Well, I think you nailed it. I'm always so busy. It's finally nice to be getting kind of past the flu season. We didn't have the full-blown influenza going around. But we had all these mini bouts of colds at home. You know, I've got a lot of little girls. We've got a lot of little people at our house. They bring it home, and so it's just kind of nice that I feel like we're finally getting past all of that. Yeah, you know, uh, agreed. The season.
0: Yeah, it went around our house too. I mean, there's my wife and I and our three kids, and now Adam's off at college. Yeah. But uh, it went through the rest of the house. Uh, uh, not terrible. It's like no one was sick for a week or longer. It usually just lasted a couple of days, but. It made its rounds here and yeah. there um, with head colds and, and flu-like symptoms, but we didn't get it really bad like a lot of folks did. It was a bad, it's been a bad flu season. But Well, it's scary, yeah. Yeah, it is, especially when you have younger kids. But, uh, you know, speaking of kids, uh, obviously, like I said, I have a 13, a 15, and an 18-year-old. And this topic, um, it's funny you should bring this topic up as your topic of the day, your topic du jour. So to speak, because, <laughs> um, you know, we sat down. Luckily, our oldest Adam, who's in his first year of college, he has a good head on his shoulders regarding money. Okay. He wants to make as much as he can, and he wants to save it. He doesn't See? like spending smart guy.
1: It. I like it. He's hired,
0: and he specifically took an elective class on, I don't know, like stocks or something, mm-hmm. as part of one of his. Econ- he took an uh, economics class where they got into some of it, but here's my beef is elementary school, junior high. Those are my main team focus. They should start teaching children the value of money, how to work with money, right. budgeting in elementary school, like f- at fifth grade, let's say. Let's just pick a random, let's say fifth grade up, and every year it should be as important as math and English.
1: Uh, you're so right, because what was the word you just used there a minute ago with your son? Elective. And that's, yes. that's almost what the problem is, is it's elective. Yeah. Well, is using money in your life an elective issue?
0: No, no. Is, is budgeting <laughs> and, and managing credit cards, debt right. and understanding, yeah. understanding
1: that buying a house, buying a car, you know, understanding how interest rates work on your credit card, all that stuff. No, that's elective stuff right No, We don't we don't need to know about that. Yeah.
0: Managing and investing money. That's huge.
1: Well, and that's why this topic came up. You know, I I read a lot, you know, throughout the week. And and one of the things I came across in in an investment news feed was a national article titled Financial Education Stalls Threatening Kids' Future Economic Health. And that's what it's talking about, Tony. It's talking about exactly what you were just bringing up there. And that is, in most areas, this information is elective. And it's interesting because... um, when I was reading this article I was talking about all these different studies and it was saying, Hey kids take math classes. And so it's not too hard to bring in money behind that. And actually when you turn math into something real, like money that kids do have an interest in, like everybody's interested in money one way or another, but it helps them really understand it. And that's important. Yep. And, and there's no education in this stuff. You know, reading this, this article, it goes on to talk quite a bit and it says, um, uh, let's see. Here's a 2018 survey of the states' economic and personal finance education in our nation's schools was the title of it. And it says only 17 states require high school students to take any type of personal finance class. That's wow. So 17 states. And hey, bad news, everybody listening here, because you're probably thinking, well, well, 17 states. I'm sure California's number one. Um, California's d- didn't make the list. So California, actually, Yikes. it's interesting. There's a map, right? Okay, there's this map that says, here's all the states that require it or have some kind of standardized testing over it or flat out don't demand any level of personal finance. California, you got California is this little micro sliver on the West Coast. No financial education at all. Everything around us, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, everybody else has financial education. We're the only ones... On the western half of the United States, that don't mandate our children have any type of basic financial education. How scary is that? That is really scary. Well, it seems insane, Tony.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. You know, good luck. <laughs> yeah, see, really. See, see out there. I don't. Woo! I don't understand. I, I really don't. Uh, and well, it's I mean, the it's the biggest lack of. Uh, it's the biggest uh, empty spot in education that I see. You know, they say, oh. The U.S. is we've got to get better in math and sciences and stuff. I, I see the weakest area of education as being financial. And and that's the most critical because uh, kids are graduating and going to college. And um, when they get out on their own, they're just not ready. They can't handle it. They've got to pay car insurance, car payments. Hey, that phone bill, mom and dad might not cover that for the rest of your life. You might actually have to pay your own phone bill. And so many kids, I think, I, I'm just using cell phones, these smartphones is an example. Uh, it seems like every kid obviously has to have a, a cell phone <laughs> and they usually have to have it now in elementary school. And it's right. just a part of their life they take for granted. Right. And most most kids, uh, maybe some parents have been good about, you know, uh, getting them to pay for it maybe by the time they're a senior high school. But I'm, I'm assuming the majority of the kids are like mine and parents are like us, where their kids just assume, hey, this iPhone is just something I, I, I can always have and I can upgrade it every couple of years and I have this iPhone. This is awesome. They have no idea the cost behind it, which is outrageous. Okay? Right. It's not cheap. How are they going to pay for that? And they have no way to budget. So, you know, credit cards aren't, you know, I, I see this generation, the millennials, I'm worried about credit card debt and spending.
1: Well, yeah. And you take the step further to like, you know, student loans and educational debt. That's what's interesting. I mean, this whole, yeah. this whole article was really focusing on the idea that, look, you have high schoolers essentially deciding how they're going to pay for their college in high school. You know, they're trying to figure out how they're going to finance it and where yep. they're going to get student loans. And they go through this decision-making process, whether mom and dad are overly involved or not. They all go through this. Yet they have no education. They have no training. Don't we give everybody training on everything? Hey, Tony, should we just take away a driver's ed too? Yeah. Just say, Hey man, happy 16th. Here you go, buddy. Here's the keys. Rock and roll.
0: Yeah. No, uh, what no else do, it's, I mean, it's dangerous. And, and it's really dangerous for not, not to teach them saving and like compound. Yeah. You know, kids are graduating from high school. They don't understand compound interest. Right. And the benefits but, of that.
1: But I think you brought up the, the, that, that core issue is, is life revolves around efficiency and technology, all this stuff, using cell phones, using credit cards, um, and, and, nobody knows how they work. I mean, I, re- I remember being 18, my first credit card, $300 limit. I went down to a little, um, little motorcycle store and bought a t-shirt on it. And then I went down and got some shoes and, and before I knew it, I had $300 on my credit card and I remember sitting there going, okay, well now what?
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> now.
1: Yeah. Mistake. <laughs> but I had a lot of good, important stuff and that's what was awesome. Yeah. Poor choices. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. So, so look, let's see as we go on here. So here's another study that was in this thing by uh, Champlain college, a survey state. Uh, let's see. Uh, surveying states effectiveness by producing financially literate high school graduates. Only five stu- states in the United States received an A for creating financially literate high school students. Once again, bad news. Here's another reason to move. California is not on the list. Alabama, Missouri, Tennessee, Utah, and Virginia were the only states that got fives wow. or A's rather. And they said over thirty percent of the states all had D's and F's in in financial Whoa. literacy with high school students. That's terrible. It's totally terrible. It's it's incredibly bad, and yet we do nothing to propel this. Um, you know, I was talking about what drivers ed a second ago. Well, what if your kid's in a sport? Do you, If you, you want your kid to be a good baseball player, don't you go get them some lessons? They want to be a good ballet person. You put them in a ballet class. Don't we want our students, don't we want our children, don't we want ourselves and our family to understand the basics of one of the most important aspects of working through life? I mean, gosh, Tony, what's the number one reason for um, marital issues and divorce? Financial challenges. Yep. Yep, it's
0: finances.
1: Right. This stuff engulfs us. It's all around us. It is a constant, and yet we do nothing to try to propel our understanding of it. It's very concerning. Mm -hmm.
0: It is. Uh, It's really sad, uh, too. I I just, I find it, uh, yeah, it's so serious, uh, yet it doesn't seem like, as a society, we're taking it seriously enough, does it?
1: Well, yeah, it's kind of the pass the bucket. And who knows? Maybe the problem is, is financial literacy is such a big thing from a society level that there's not a strong competency towards pushing towards improving that. Maybe the adults don't understand it well enough to want to educate it. I mean, even in this study, it was saying that there's this huge disconnect where parents feel uncomfortable talking to their kids about money because it's uncomfortable. When the reality is, is maybe mom and dad don't know about it as well. Yeah. I'll tell you what, let's take a, let's take a commercial break real quick. There's a lot more in this study we can talk about and, and, and bash everybody about. So this will be fun. (laughs) Um, but Hey, if everyone's listening, financial education is huge, especially when it comes to your retirement income plans. Remember when you retire, you only have one shot to do that correctly. See myself as a certified financial planner, I've made it my life understanding financial literacy understanding taxes, understanding money, understanding income, and helping you formulate a retirement income plan that encompasses all the important things. How do you maximize social security? How do you maximize your external cash flows? How do you figure out your budget? And how do you draw income in a tax-efficient manner from your retirement savings? If you don't have a proper retirement income plan in place, give my office call. You can call the Lind Group, 805-500-7035. I can help you do this. I can give you the literacy. I can give you the confidence that you need to work through your retirement effectively. So give us a call, 805-500-7035, and we'll be right back after this.
0: There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. These days, access to 24-7 online service has become equally, if not more important. That's why we offer an online platform that makes managing your finances easier while putting powerful tools at your fingertips. Generational Vault allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts, upload important documents, and view your financial information. All data is secured with an SSL certificate that uses a 2048-bit public encryption key one of the strongest available to ensure your financial life is kept protected. Whether you are in retirement or preparing for it, Generational Vault can be your new financial home. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit thelindgroup.com. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from The Lind Group by visiting thelindgroup.com or calling us at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with the amazing Michael Mansfield and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Yes, amazing. I appreciate that. We've been talking about financial education uh, or the lack thereof in our uh, education system, especially uh, grade school, middle school or junior high, as they used to call it, and high school. Um, I just don't see it. And you've been talking about why this is a problem. But uh, isn't this uh, isn't this kind of um, going against? Isn't it good for you personally, as a financial planner, uh, <laughs> that there is a lack of education out there? Because then uh, you're called upon to educate and to help people with their finances.
1: Uh, you know what? I actually totally, totally disagree with that that comment, Tony. And and the reason is is well, good. <laughs> and, and the reason is pretty simple. See, actually, the hardest part of my job is not helping people with retirement income planning. It's helping them grapple with just the very, very basics of understanding finances on any level, whether that's Texas, whether that's an asset class, whatever it is, there's a lot of challenges because to me it's not about selling people things. It's not about them buying stuff. It's about them understanding and making informed decisions. And so if nobody has any good understanding of this stuff out of the gates, it takes us a lot longer to really get to a place where they can really absorb and and make decisions financially. And so it is a challenge. I mean, for example, anybody that comes and sees me, I kind of play this little tax uh, quiz game on my whiteboard in my conference room. And I put a couple different asset classes on there, social security, pensions, and then typically IRAs or 401ks or retirement accounts. And I'll say to people, okay, let's talk about the tax liability that you're going to look at as we try to figure out when to trigger these different income sources that you have. And I'll say, hey, quiz question. You have this 401k you've been funding your whole life. If you took a dollar out of it, how much of that dollar is taxable on the federal and state level? Tony, do you have any idea? Nope. Exactly. And to be fair... That is normally the answer I get. Is it's a <laughs> lot of uncertainty sitting there, like uh, uh, mm, oh, me, uh, kind of stuff. It's 100% taxable, and then I work down the line to social security. Ultimately, I say, do you know how social security is taxed? If you take a dollar out of social security, how does it show up on your federal and state tax return? And and once again, Tony, what's the answer? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and me, ha, me, ha, me, ha. When the reality is social security taxation is a little more complicated. Some people pay nothing on a federal level and you could pay up to 85% of it as taxable income for every dollar that you take up showing up on your 1040 on the same token. It's tax free on the state level. And so I have this very, 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 very basic conversation just so that people understand social security for every dollar out of social security It's a better deal in your pocket than every dollar out of your 401k because of the tax liability. And so we really want to be conscious about when we time these things and when we start taking money out. because let's be fair, people commonly take Social Security early and they delay those 401k distributions till 70 and a half. I think that that's opposite Ville no-no land when we should really be thinking about it the other way, because once again, it's not about the investments, it's about the tax liability. So there's very basic messages that people all struggle with. And let's be fair. It goes back to your your comment, Tony. You are just saying, hey, you know, uh, maybe this is good for you, Mike, if nobody knows anything. Look, I'm not a plumber. Maybe I look like one. I don't know. But I'm not a plumber. And what I know about plumbing is if I have a plumbing problem, I'm going to call a plumber. And he's going to come over to my house. And he's going to give me his assessment. And to me... Because I know nothing about plumbing, that's very scary because I have to decide if I trust and like this guy because I know everything that comes out of his mouth is going to be like talking in Martian or something. I'm not going to (laughs) understand what the problem is. I'm not going to understand if he's just full of it and trying to sell me something or if this is really a solution that's in my best interest. So on the same token, it would be nice to me to have a basic knowledge of plumbing That way, when I have a conversation about my own plumbing issues, it doesn't mean I have to know everything, but I can have a basic, competent understanding to attempt to follow along. That's how financial planning should work, people. You don't just rely on the stranger to give you all the answers, because what if they're not accurate? What if they're not efficient? You can't call their bluff. You can't consider it. You can't analyze it any further. You need basic levels of education and let's be fair. I'm sitting here saying this as a financial professional because I am honest. I am ethical. I want you to understand what we are doing together. I right. think that that is so important.
0: Yeah. And, well, that's and huge.
1: Yeah. But Tony, we're, we're kind of the extreme, right? We're talking about investments and taxes and all of that. This conversation started at the other end of, of we'll say, financial planning for individuals, right? the basics. How do you do a budget? How do you keep track of your expenses? How do you understand your credit card interest rates? And, you know, all that stuff is huge. Everybody needs to take a little bit of time. You know, yeah. you, you know if you're a sports enthusiast, you, you, you spend all your free time researching the teams and, and stats and all this stuff. If you're a, if you are into whatever you're into, how come everybody can find the time to do what's entertaining to them, but they can never find enough time to do the things that are probably very important to them.
0: Right. And, and that's, that's what we all struggle with. And and we want to Absolutely. make sure, and and it ties into what we've been talking about the whole show and what you've been telling us about how important financial education is. And Uh, You know, that's basically what you are, a financial educator. Uh, Absolutely. But but like you said, I was kind of being the devil's advocate when I said, doesn't (laughs) it make your job? Isn't it good for your business if people uh, don't know much about finances? And it really isn't because you have to spend your time bringing them up to speed and trying to fix all the mistakes they've made. Correct. Uh, Before you, because what you really want to do is uh, take the money they've been able to accumulate and make it last for them throughout their retirement and make sure it's wisely invested and help them make all the right decisions with that money. Um, so I, I see where you're coming from with that. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and we it, should go ahead.
1: I was going to saying it starts with our youth, though. That's why we have such a responsibility to teach our kids as parents to get our schools to teach them. I mean, here's a here's a report from the Federal Reserve that says that, Blah, blah, blah. Kids with uh, any basic understanding of personal finances have higher credit scores than the kids who don't. Well, we need good credit scores, right, kids? <laughs> Isn't that what we need? We need these things to help us. Um, here's another study I mentioned earlier from T. Rowe Price. It says, uh, you know, 70% of parents surveyed are reluctant to talk about money with their children. Well, Money is an important thing. It gives kids ownership. Yeah. It helps them understand the struggles you're having as a parent with paying the mortgage and paying the bills. You should let the kids be involved. That's not a bad thing. It's about empowering everybody to be conscious about this stuff. If you, and here's, here's the best quote of this whole article. You know, too bad we're not out of time yet. This would be the best ending line, perhaps. <laughs> if you teach your children about financial literacy... They don't have to come back home to live in your basement after college.
0: Yikes. <laughs> Yikes.
1: But let's be fair. That's what this is about. The the younger we can start them, the more they'll understand. And 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 it, it benefits them. Now, if you're already an adult and you know the kids are gone and this is about you now, there's no better time than to start today. I mean, gosh, that's why I write books, Tony. We talk about my books all the time, but I write my books so that my message is on paper so that my clients can take my book and go home in a quiet place and read it. And I talk about a lot of different things when it comes to retirement income planning. And the benefit of reading my book is perhaps there's a lot of things in there that I don't cover during a meeting or they don't remember during a meeting because we're talking about so many different pieces. And it gives my clients the opportunity to better inform themselves and better educate themselves. I can't think over the years, how many clients have come back to me after reading one of my books and, and say, what about this, Mike? How does this work? What we didn't, you know, we didn't incorporate this enough. Let's talk about this further. How empowering is that? I think that that's awesome. So that's why I would encourage all of you set up a complimentary consultation. I'll be more than happy to give you one of my two books that I, I, I've written. My recent book, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, is really about this stuff. It's about the lack of even financial literacy, perhaps on the financial professional side, where they don't spend enough time actually doing the hard work to get you to a good place before they focus on selling investments. You need a proper retirement income plan. You need a tax plan. You need an estate plan. You need a lot of different plans in retirement. How many of them do you have? Tony, you've got them all because I did them for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. So, yeah, you got to have a plan in writing and, and working with somebody like yourself is so important. Uh, well, Michael, uh, you know, the show is great. Is there anything you want to add before we have to uh, wrap it up today?
1: You know, I've got four little girls. And so this show and the topic is especially important to me because as I think about my own children... I want them to have every advantage in life that I can give them. I want them to be as successful as possible. Financial literacy, personal finance education is going to be powerful for them because even the world that we live in is changing, you know, cryptocurrencies and all these different things, things are constantly evolving and I need to help my own children understand how these things function, how they can move through life and in a manner without getting in trouble. I think we all have the same wishes for our children, our family, our loved ones, right? We don't want them in debt. We don't want them struggling financially. We don't want them thinking about money as this constant source of all pain. We want people to be happy and confident to be successful and do what they desire. If you do not have a retirement income plan, if you have not laid out how to maximize your social security, maximize your income, if you don't have a tax plan when it comes to distributing money out of your retirement accounts, and your investments, someone is failing you. You need that information in your life so that you can be as effective as possible. And let's be fair, as happy as possible. That is exactly what I put together for people. Give our office a call. 805-500-7035. Visit my main website, thelingroup.com. Get a hold of me. Let's chat. Let's have a conversation. I'll make sure you get a free copy of one of my books. That way you can go through the process of educating yourself. And as always, we love our listeners. So we will be back the same time, same place next week. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great weekend.
0: All right. Yeah, and that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with the amazing Michael Mansfield of The Lynn Group and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at the Lind Group. Call 805 500 7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.